You guys have rookie drafts coming up, and today we're going to answer a question we get all of the time. I have 101 in my rookie draft. What should I do? Should I take Caleb Williams? Should I trade down? Should I trade it for a veteran? We're going to go through every pick from 1 to 4, 101, 102, 103, and 104, and outline who we'd be taking at that pick, what you should be looking for in terms of veterans when you trade it away, and what you should be looking for in terms of trade down and trade up scenarios. So this is going to be kind of the ultimate rookie draft strategy guide Four picks, one to four. We will be doing this, of course, for the other positions as well. 105, 108, all that good stuff. So if you enjoy, leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Now let's hit the intro. For each pick, we'll be outlining what we'd be able to do at each pick if we don't move the pick itself, the options of potential trades, whether that's for a veteran, whether that you're tearing the team down and you want some assets, we'll be going through the micro details of that. And of course, the ultimate verdict on what your best course of action should be with that pick. Yeah, and of course, this is going to differ league to league. Some teams are yes. going to be quarterback needy. Some teams are going to be wide receiver needy. Some teams, like you said, are going to be so bad that you just want volume of assets. There's going to be a lot of uh, courses of action that we have to outline here. So they're, we're trying to not confuse people, but we are going to outline pretty much every avenue. Make sure that you guys, if you have pick 101 and maybe you don't want to pick Caleb Williams, you're going to exhaust every avenue available. So let's start with pick 101. If you keep it, in a super flex, two quarterback, maybe not a six or an 18, but a 10, 12 man, 14 man league. Caleb Williams is the pick pretty much regardless of where he goes in the NFL draft, regardless of what team he goes to looks like he's going to go first overall to the bears anyway. So Caleb Williams in any kind of super flex two quarterback format is our one one and vice versa in one quarterback formats, Marvin Harrison, pretty much wherever he goes is going to be our one one as well. Those guys are likely going to remain unchanged post draft, but as we get down the board, the stuff is going to change post-draft, right? This is the part of the video where if you keep it, the player that you're assigning the pick to right now is the most fluid from now until the time that you actually have your rookie draft, probably in May or in June or July or August when you actually have it. So I would say the focus of this video is talking about trade options before the NFL draft. Yeah, of course. If you stick and pick, I mean, you're viewing that pick as the player itself. If you're going to view that, Caleb Williams in most formats in the Superflex League is going to be a 101. Same thing with Marvin Harrison at the 101. But the reason why we refer to these picks as assets and not players is because we need to do our due diligence on seeing what exactly the market could be for them. So we'll go through some trade scenarios specifically right now with Caleb Williams, aka the 101 in the Superflex League. There are going to be four major reasons why you would be trading the 101 in a Superflex League. First one, you don't need a quarterback because you already have a great core of guys. Let's just say you have, you know, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert or, you know, uh, CJ Stroud, Kyler Murray. At that point, adding Caleb Williams in a Superflex League, you're going to have three highly valued quarterbacks, but maybe you need more across your roster. So in that instance, you're probably looking for a high-end veteran, high-end you know, wide receiver slash running back. And if you were to go over to Flock Fantasy, you can kind of see the valuations of the 101 in respect to some of those players. So straight up, if you can get one for one, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb in exchange for that 101, you're going to be able to do it. Or vice versa, if you can say, hey, uh, I want a Monter St. Brown plus for this 101, kind of having that ideal range of where the 101 would suit in is going to be your best interest in potentially forming some of these deals. 
Yeah, and of course, if you guys have been following our channel, I'm sure you have teams where you invested in a bunch of first-round picks and your roster might be ready to turn the corner. So this might be a situation where you built out a strong quarterback core, you built out a very solid wide receiver core or whatever already, and maybe you're just ready to go buy a running back and you want to use the 101 to do that. You can get Bijan Robinson in a 2025 first for the 101 in this year's class because that person, from their mind, is trying to get off of a running back who's a volatile short-term asset and get themselves a stable lockdown quarterback like Caleb Williams. So like Danny outlined, that might be one of the reasons why you would move off of the 101 in a super flex league. We are talking specifically super flex. Now we'll talk about one quarterback in a second. Number two reason why you might be moving off of 101 is because you just want to buy a veteran quarterback. You, you think that maybe there's some upside, but there's some red flags with Caleb Williams. So you're just like, screw Caleb Williams. I'm just going to go buy you know, Trevor Lawrence. I'm just going to go buy uh, Kyler Murray. I'm just going to go buy Anthony Richardson. I'm going to maybe even see if I can get up to Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, or CJ Stroud or somebody like that. In either case, you're looking for a quarterback. You just don't really feel like investing in a risky proposition like Caleb Williams, because whatever reason you're maybe lower on him, you could also potentially trade down in the draft. If you don't view a huge difference between Caleb Williams and Drake May or Jaden Daniels, you can work the board because you want to trade down for uh, one of those other quarterbacks because you're like, you know what? All three of these quarterbacks are good prospects. I'm fine with any one of those three. That's how you can kind of work the board. And in terms of like overall trade packages, we'll talk about some examples. Um, this one is a perfect example because um, one of our uh, followers in the Discord, he traded away Caleb Williams, a 2025 first, I'm assuming his own probably mid to late, and Keaton Mitchell, and in return got Anthony Richardson, Tank Dell, and a 2025 second. So again, this is kind of the example of you don't really want to spend the 101. You just go and get an established quarterback like A. Rich. You get Tank Dell in a second on top of that package because maybe you're buying low on him. And then we also have this trade offer where you know you sell off the 101, you get an established quarterback like Dak Prescott, you get an RB1 caliber asset, top five running back in Dynasty in Brees Hall, and you pick up a 211. So again, trading for a veteran quarterback or trading for veteran pieces in general is something that if you have the 101 and you don't need a quarterback or you don't like Caleb Williams is an avenue that you want to be exhausting, an avenue that you want to be exploring. Yeah, definitely. If you're able to attain a veteran quarterback, mitigate some of the risks, maybe you're a more win now type of roster and you can get Kyler Murray plus like that deal you mentioned, you can get Dak Prescott plus Brees Hall. You can get those types of deals to say pair, you know, Dak or Kyler or quarterback like that with your Josh Allen. That's one avenue to doing it. The other is, I mean, your team has asked for a reason. You got the 101 because your team really has no hope of competing right away. And in that situation, man, your team is in it for the long haul. Say you took over an orphan, say, you know, you just tanked your team badly and 101 is the only real high priced asset that you have. You may be better off seeing, can I get 104 plus a, an early to mid projected 2025 first? Can I move this 101 and get top 10 level uh, asset appeal? If you're able to make that type of deal and because you don't have the assets to really compete really soon, at that point, it may be in your best interest to parlay into future capital. Yeah, like we said, we have a lot of options when it comes to the 101. Easiest option is take Caleb Williams in a super flex format, but you could also trade for veterans. You could also sell that pick, like you said, for a godfather offer. We've all been kind of talking about that for years where you should be able to get a godfather offer for an asset like Caleb Williams, or you could do a combination of, of both, right? Buy some veterans, maybe work down the board a little bit, like some of the trades that we talked about. So in super flex leagues, again, our ultimate verdict is if you need a quarterback, just take Caleb Williams. It's pretty easy to just, you know, slot him into your roster, yeah. have a young quarterback to build around. If you're already set at quarterback, maybe look to move that pick for one of the top three wide receivers, Jefferson, Chase, uh, or Lamb, if you can. And if that's unattainable, try and move down to get, you know, Marvin Harrison plus, or like, you know, 102 to 105 plus, if you can. Only after you've exhausted 
all of these steps, would you maybe entertain the idea of just taking Marvin Harrison 101? In most cases, I would recommend you don't do that. I would just take Caleb Williams and figure the rest out later. Maybe sell off some of your existing quarterbacks if you already have you know a ton of quarterback equity on your team. But I, I can do it if Marvin Harrison's in a league format where quarterbacks don't quite matter as much or wide receiver premiums are at effect or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit more willing because the separation in, in my Superflex rankings are like the 109.10 compared to like the 201.2. But like you said, like you want to make sure you get the best value out of your pick. And if I have Caleb Williams as my number one ranked player, I want to ideally take him at that one spot. Again, exhaust all your resources, try to move the pick for a number, uh, a higher ranked wide receiver. Like we mentioned, as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., he's still going to be my wide receiver for in Dynasty. If you can work up to Jefferson, to Chase, or to uh, C.D. Lamb in that instance, I would rather do that than having to default to taking Marv 101. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like you said, go to a Monroe Plus or Garrett yeah. Wilson Plus or something like that. So uh, moving on to the one quarterback version of the 101 discussion here, because obviously a lot changes. Caleb Williams yeah. is no longer in, you know, consideration for the 101 in a one quarterback league. There's, again, three real reasons why I would sell the 101 in a one quarterback league, because to be honest, I don't really care how good your wide receiver core is. Every dynasty roster could use a guy like Marvin Harrison in a one quarterback league. He's literally my fourth overall player in dynasty startup rankings for one quarterback. So number one reason why you might want to sell the 101 is you don't really think there's a big difference between Marvin Harrison and Malik neighbors or Romo Dunze, and you can work the board and gain some value. So if you think that Marvin Odunze and neighbors are all kind of throw them in a hat and, you know, see what happens, which I don't personally believe that, but some people do. If you don't think that there's that much of a difference, maybe you can get a future first on top of 102 to move down one spot and pick up the guy that you think is similarly valued. Maybe you can sell 101 for 102 in the 111, or you can sell 101 for 102 in a random 2025 first. Maybe that's what you can get because you absolutely love neighbors equally as much as you love Marvin Harrison. Number two would be that your team is kind of already ready to win. Let's say, again, you lucked into the 101 because you built out a strong dynasty roster of a war chest of picks and your roster has you know hit on a lot of picks last year. Maybe you drafted Tank Dell and Puka Nakua and Rasheed Rice, all these guys that were late round dart throws and suddenly your roster is ready to compete sooner. And you're like, you know what? I have the 101. I could just take Marvin and you definitely should maybe still do that. But I want to see what I can get on the veteran market. Can I go get, like we said already, Lamb, Chase, Jefferson, St. Brown plus, Wilson plus. Maybe you have the rest of your roster built out. Quarterback's great. Wide receiver's great. Tight end's great. And you just want to go buy B. John Robinson plus or Jameer Gibbs yeah. plus or Brees Hall plus. So again, a lot of options in terms of what you can actually do with the 101 in Marvin Harrison Jr. Generally speaking, it's just a good idea to just take them. But there is options that you should exhaust before actually having your rookie draft. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the other option is that let's just say you're not in a position to be able to buy a vet. Maybe you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where, like we mentioned with Caleb, your team is just so depleted of talent that you need the number of assets to be able to rebuild this thing. Like taking Marvin Harrison Jr. obviously going to be a nice building block, but maybe you need three or four assets and you want to part the asset of Marv into three or four, like I said, more valuable or valuable assets. Like let's just say somebody's offering you 104, 111 and their 2025 first for your 101 because they view Marv as a clear cut tier above everyone else. And maybe you'd like, hey, I'm fine with Romo Dunze at that spot. I'm fine with Brock Bowers at that spot. And being able to stomach the fact that you profited the 111 and you profited an extra 2025 first also knowing that your own 2025 first is probably going to be early in that instance. That's probably your best suit of action. Yeah. And again, 
we're outlining like very specific scenarios to your teams, which is yes. why we're trying to do this video like holistically. If you have any specific questions, of course, leave them down below in the comments. In many cases, the right answer at 101 is to just take Marvin Harrison Jr. in a one quarterback league. But the scenarios we're outlining exist for a reason because some people have specialized circumstances where they already have a loaded wide receiver core. Or maybe they don't view a huge difference between Marvin and Malik and all that kind of stuff that we talked about. And a couple examples of uh, trades that we're going to break down throughout this video. Ryan, in our audience, he bought the 101 uh, Marvin Harrison projected here for Garrett Wilson and Jaden Reed. But, you know, from conversely, the other side of this guy's deal, maybe he's in a position where he's ready to compete. He needs a little bit more depth. And he bought a wide receiver who's similarly valued to Marvin, at least in my opinion, with Garrett Wilson and also profiting a flex option like Jaden Reed. This is the perfect example of either way. If you have a ton of assets and you want to consolidate in a one quarterback league and go get Marvin Harrison, I'm fine with making this move. On the flip side, let's just say the guy that had the 101 really said, okay, you know what? I want to compete, but maybe I need some depth at wide receiver. Still get a guy like Garrett Wilson and a prospect I like with Jaden Reed entering his second year. This is the type of mutually beneficial deal that I think both managers would be very happy to accept. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe that guy also has the 102 and the 103. And he's like, I want to diversify the assets I'm getting. I don't need all three of the top rookie wide receivers from this class. I'm going to buy sure. a veteran or a couple veterans here in this case. So that is the 101 discussion. Again, if you have any specific questions, leave them down below in the comment section. Uh, 102, again, we're going to have a similar structure for each one of these. What do you do if you keep it? What are your trade options in both Superflex and one quarterback format? So if you keep the 102 in a Superflex league, we have both Marvin Harrison and Drake May as fine picks at 102. Depending on your team needs, do you need a quarterback? Do you need a wide receiver? The notion, obviously, that Caleb Williams is not on the board at 101, but of course, if he were to fall to 102 in a Superflex format, he's just an easy pick at that point. And then in a one quarterback league, the guy that we have ranked there currently, and this could change post-draft, but I don't imagine it will, is Malik Neighbors at 102, assuming Marvin Harrison, of course, goes 101. Obviously, if he falls to 102, then you would go with him. I think the only way in which that would happen is if Marvin goes to the Patriots and Neighbors goes to like the Chargers Cardinals or something. Or but even still, I would probably probably take Marvin. Sorry, Car Cardinals are charged is what I meant to say. But yeah, I mean, in most instances, when you pick at the 102, like we kind of mentioned, you're most likely just going to stick and pick, but you always have to do your due diligence. And I want you guys in the comment section down below, comment due diligence, because that's the nature of this video. Even if you think you're going to pick a certain player at the 101, 102, 103, or 104, by going on the market and seeing what exactly could be available, Sometimes you find offers that you simply think wouldn't have been attainable, but you end up looking back and saying, you know what, man, like I I'm grateful that I went on the market because somebody's willing to offer me Jamar Chase for the 101 or CD Lamb for the 101 or Justin Jefferson for the 101. So let's go back to the 102 talk. The other ways that you'd be able to trade this deal is if you need a quarterback in a super flex league and you much prefer uh, Caleb Williams to the other quarterbacks. See what it would cost to move up from the 102 to the 101. Maybe the guy at 101 has a couple quarterbacks he's confident in, really likes Marvin Harrison. At that point, that may be an attainable deal, whether that's giving up the 203 plus the 102 to move up or the 201 plus the 102 to move up. If you prefer Caleb Williams to the rest of the quarterback uh, group, it is your due diligence to find out what that cost between 102 and 101 would be. Yeah, and if you want our opinion on it, I personally do view Caleb Williams as a slight tier above the rest of the quarterbacks in this class. So I personally would be okay giving up say the 205 or the 203 or something to move up that one spot to make sure that I do get Caleb Williams, but you could also play chicken as well and see how it works out. And if the guy, you know, you know, he's not going to take Caleb Williams because he's drafting for need and he takes Marvin at 101 and you just get Caleb to fall to you at 102. That's a game that you could obviously play, but again, work the market, do your due diligence. Obviously this structure is going to be very similar to the 101. It's like, if you're not taking or you're not trading up 
you might be trading down. You might be trying to think again, hey, at 102, Marvin Harrison, Drake May, I don't view those assets as any different than Jaden Daniels or Malik Neighbors at 104 and 105, how we have it ranked right now. And you're okay with those guys, then by all means, again, especially if you're in like a rebuild long-term, you know, you picked up an orphan or something like that, and you want to move down from 102 where Drake May or Marvin Harrison's going to go and pick up Malik Neighbors in a future first for that, then I think that's a solid process move. You insulate that trade, you get similarly-ish valued prospects, and you get more assets for the future. And of course, if you lucked into the 102 and you're in a super flex format, you don't want to take Marvin Harrison, you don't want to take Drake May, again, go and see what Jamar Chase will cost you on the open market. Go and see what Amon Ross St. Brown plus maybe gets you for the 102. Anthony Richardson, if you want to buy a veteran quarterback. Bijan Robinson plus if you want to buy a veteran running back or something like that. So again, very similar um, you know, trade options that you're going to have on the table. It's just going to kind of vary different uh, you know, values of what we're talking about with each of these picks. For sure. And I mean, we've talked about the 102 slash 103. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more in the 103 section, but they, we're starting to get to the area where most people are going to have Marv. Most people are going to have uh, Caleb Williams in their one, two slots in either order. But once you get to the three to five, like we'll, we'll, like we'll get into in a second, then you could start experimenting a little bit. But you mentioned maybe you view the 102 to 105 as a flat tier. Maybe the guy that you value at the 102, say you value Drake May you know in your league circumstance may be available at four or five overall. At that point, like I said, maybe you play some chick and you say, well, I know these guys, these guys love Jaden Daniels. They love Malik Neighbors. They love Marvin Harrison Jr. But my guy all along has been Drake May. Start to adventure to see if you can get some plus on top to move down. Yeah, because obviously you could just take Drake May 102. We value him as as value as that pick. But yeah. if you know you can get him 104 or 105, why would you not exhaust that opportunity to pick up, even if it's just a second round pick, even if it's just the 203, they end up profiting moving down from 102 to 104. You might as well just see if you can do yes. it. If you know, maybe you have some insider information, you do a little digging and the guy's telling you he's going to trade up for Marvin because he has, you know, he already has a loaded quarterback core or something like that. So um, again, another option with this 102, because Marvin Harrison would likely be on the board in a super flex format, you could see how much of a haul you could get for this pick. You could trade you know, a godfather offer to move off of this 102, especially if you're in a position where your team is nowhere near competing, nowhere near ready to actually turn the table on uh, your team. You have the 102 for a reason and your team wasn't very good and you only have maybe three or four solid assets to build around. You could turn the 102 into the 106, the 108 plus a 2025 first or the 106, the 108, the 202 and a random second next year or something like that. You have the opportunity and the flexibility to be able to do that. Again, do your due diligence. In most cases, the best answer to this question is if you don't have a good quarterback core, dr take Drake May. The best answer to this question, if you don't have a good wide receiver core, you want to just take best player market value wise available. Marvin Harrison's a great option at that point in time. So the 102 in a one quarterback league obviously is going to be different because the quarterbacks yeah. are not going to be as highly valued. And Marvin Harrison will be off the board most likely universally, probably 95% of leagues. He's going to go one-on-one in one quarterback leagues. Malik neighbors is our current 102 in one quarterback leagues. And again, you are faced with the similar three options. You could just take Malik neighbors. You could trade that 102 pick for a win now veteran. Maybe you go after Bijan Gibbs, Brees Hall. If you're looking for a running back, maybe you go after similarly valued wide receivers to Malik neighbors, say Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, uh, Puka Nakua, um, you know, those type of guys, Chris Olave plus or something like that. And then you also, again, have the opportunity to trade down. If you view Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, and Brock Bowers, who we have at 102, 103, and 104, respectively, as similar assets, 
maybe you can pocket a couple extra picks by moving down from 102 to 103 or moving down from 102 to 104. Um, and of course, again, the similar um, case exists where if your team is just horrible, maybe you can get a godsend father, uh, godfather offer for that 102 as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the 103, 104 bit. Like, obviously, we view Malik Neighbors as the clear cut two in a one quarterback league. But if you're pretty indifferent between him, between Brock, between Rome, and let's just say your roster, you could either use a big time value tight end or big time valued wide receiver. Maybe at that point, if you can squeeze some juice, move down, that would be in your best interest. And like you said, if you're in a position in a, in a one quarterback league having the 102, where Malik Neighbors isn't going to help you at least get to a host money window this time next year. At that point, seeing what you can get, breaking down the asset into multiple tar parts, like I mentioned with Marvin Harrison, would be in your best interest. I mean, the ultimate verdict is that in most cases, I'll just be sticking and picking Malik Neighbors. We're both higher than the current market value is on him, so we're comfortable making him that 102 selection. But if you're personally viewing them as a relatively even tier between 102 and 4, do your due diligence. Yeah, absolutely. We do have a couple trades listed here that uh, you guys submitted with uh, the 102 involved. Uh, David ended up trading in a one quarterback league, Zay Flowers in the 106. So he's basically moving up from 106 to 102 and pocketing the difference in asset between Tajay Spears and uh, and Zay Flowers. So again, 106, I mean, you're looking at maybe RB1, you're looking at wide receiver four or five, uh, maybe a quarterback if you're, if you're going to take Caleb that high or Drake May or Jaden Daniels that high. So again, these are the types of deals that you'd want to be making if you're buying the 102, but conversely, if you were selling the 102 and you didn't really view a huge difference between Malik Neighbors and say the rest of the wide receiver class or Malik Neighbor, maybe you need a quarterback for your roster and you want to trade down for a quarterback, you could get Zay Flowers and Caleb Williams for the price of Malik Neighbors and Tajay Spears. I kind of like the 102 and Tajay side of that, but just yeah. giving uh, both perspectives on the deal. And then this other trade here, you get Dontavian Wicks and the 102 for a 2025 first, I would say it's just probably a random one. Let's just assume it's mid to late and Zay Flowers. Again, you, also involving Zay Flowers, ironically, <laughs> but you secure yourself Malik Neighbors in this situation. If the person making the deal doesn't want Malik Neighbors or doesn't view Malik Neighbors as that great of an asset, maybe you just buy low on a top 20 wide receiver in Zay Flowers who you think accumulates value and pocket an insulated 2025 first. And essentially you're kind of moving off of a random asset like Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in this instance, I feel like both sides would be pretty content. Obviously, the side selling Zay Flowers in the 2025 one, I would assume, uh, even whether that's their own first round pick, whether that's someone else's 102, they're probably not looking to compete right away. Vice versa, Manny here, given the fact that he gave up his own 2025 one, he's trading up for a guy like Malik Neighbors, probably intends to at least be a playoff, if not a top contending team. So I think both sides, no matter how you slice, are going to be pretty content with the hauls that they got. Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, move on to the 103. And again, similar format. If you keep the 103 in Superflex leagues right now, whichever of Marvin Harrison Jr. or Drake May falls to you, maybe in rare instances you take Malik Neighbors over Drake May if Caleb and Marvin are both gone and you already have a stable group of quarterbacks. But mainly, the two options that we'd be deciding between at 103 is whichever of Marvin or Drake May falls to you. Again, could change depending on your league's market. Jaden Daniels, you know, he's going to factor into this as well. And then in one quarterback leagues, things get a little bit more uncertain, right? We assume that Marvin and Malik neighbors will both be gone at 101 and 102. So at that point, you're looking at Romo Dunze, 
Brock Bowers. I doubt anybody else is going to get into that tier in a one quarterback format, but maybe we get an elite landing spot for Brian Thomas Jr. or something like that. And people elevate him up the board because he went to Kansas City or he went to Buffalo or something. Um, But for the most part, it would probably be between Romo Dunze and Brock Bowers in a one quarterback league. So again, let's start with Superflex, the 103 in a Superflex league. We're looking at Marvin and Drake. Yeah. And I mean, your options, of course, if you're going to keep it, those are going to be the main two players that we value there. But We'll get into it a little bit. Once we get into this range between 102 and 105, 103 and 105, there's going to be a lot more diversity in terms of people's rankings. For the most part, we expect people are going to have Caleb 1, people are going to have Marvin 2, but I mean, it gets real toss-up in this range. There's a lot of high-valued prospects this year, and typically a guy that you'd be able to get at the 105 would usually be the 103 in most drafts. So our one advice here, uh, our first uh, piece of advice here, if you're trading the pick, would be to work the board. Based on market consensus, based on your team needs, you can position yourself to best, uh, best get the player that you want. There's a few scenarios. Maybe we value Drake May as the 103, but in your league in particular, like I mentioned, let's just say Jaden Daniels is valued as the 103 in that league. Let's just say Malik Neighbors is valued over Drake May in that league. Maybe people are a little bit more pessimistic. People are on the downside of Drake May. Again, he's a really divisive prospect at this current point. We're really high on him. Maybe your league isn't. At that point, if your league views Daniels over May or Malik Neighbors over May, you can make a similar move to what people were doing with CJ Stroud last year. CJ Stroud kind of got the stank in a lot of leagues. Uh, a Rich passed him on the board. A, a lot of leagues I saw, you know, Jameer Gibbs, JSN moved on the board. Well, guess what? If CJ Stroud was always your 102 last year and you moved down to the 104, 105, got some extra picks, now you're laughing because CJ Stroud obviously valued as a first round asset. And if you got a plus on CJ Stroud, what he and what he's ended up becoming on any of JSN, Gibbs, or uh, Anthony Richardson, you're going to be laughing. Yeah, exactly. It's all about working the board. It's stacking your board, what you think the players should be valued with as, the market. understanding what your league's going to do based on their team needs, based on what they value, understanding maybe what the dynasty market as a whole is thinking as well. Because if the, the market consensus across every dynasty league is Jaden Daniels over Drake May, then guess what? I'm going to be trading down a lot to get a lot of Drake May because yes. I know I can get him after Jaden Daniels in most leagues, and that's something I'm going to look to do. The, conversely, the other thing that you could do working the board is trading up. Right from 103, if you really want Caleb Williams, you are picking 103. You're not a huge Drake May guy, not a huge Jaden Daniels guy for whatever reason. You can make the trade to go up and get 101 and secure Caleb Williams. Maybe all it costs you is 103 plus the 111 or 103 plus, you know, a late 2025 projected first or something. Or maybe you can even get a second back on top of a deal like that. Or, you know, you want to just trade up one spot at 103 to secure Marvin for sure. You could always do that as well. So, again, work the board is something that we're going to talk about with all of these picks and all of these videos, but definitely understanding where you value players, where we value players, if you want to just trust our opinion, and then also where your league and your league mates are going to value uh, players as well. And of course, you can always attack the veteran market if you're ready to compete right away. If you lucked into the 103 and you're like, you know what? I can get a Monroe St. Brown right now in a super flex league for the 103. I'm just going to go do that because he would make my team a lot better. I'm going to you know, win the championship this year. I'm a favorite. Whatever the case is, you could always do that as well. And then vice versa. Again, if your team is totally horrible and for some miracle you didn't get the 101 or maybe 101 and 103 are like the only assets you have and the rest of your team is terrible, you could always tear down this trade even further by trading down from 103, picking up future capital, repeating this for each pick. It's crucial information. Like you, you really need to be, if your team is in a state where you're nowhere near competing, you have to be always focusing on collecting a volume of high-end assets. 
For sure. And I mean, this is applicable to all the picks we're going to mention on the video, but um, I just want to make this right off the bat. If you guys are concerned on how to value certain assets, the way I kind of describe it is think of a startup board, whether it's a super flex league or whether it's a one quarterback league. If you want to know exactly what your valuation should be, ask yourself if I have, you know, let's just say it's the 101 in a one quarterback league and you know that's going to be the fourth overall player in the startup, Marvin Harrison Jr., only after the first three wide receivers. Ask yourself, if I had the 104 and a one-quarterback startup, what would it take for me to move off this pick? And then once you get that type of frame of mind, you'll understand, A, what you'd be looking for, and B, uh, whether your league market would be willing to give you those type of demands. So think of it in the context of a startup board, and think of it, if I was in that position, what exactly would I be looking to do? Like I said, if it was Marvin Harrison at the 104 spot, the three wide receivers, if you have them ranked over Marvin Harrison, you probably should accept a trade one for one in that instance. So this is generalized for all the picks we're going to be talking about, but I just wanted to make reference to it. Yeah. So the verdict ultimately on the 103 and Superflex is we view Marvin and Drake as blue chip prospects. So yes. I get wanting to move off of those guys. And you should, again, you should always do your due diligence and see what they're actually worth in your league. But most cases, I'm just taking those players. If yes. Drake is your best option, keep a keen eye on where his market value is, because if he, if we view him as the 103 consensus, and that's not a consensus opinion, and we're way ahead of market, again, we're not trying to outsmart the market. I don't put Drake May 103 to tell people that I'm smarter than all of you, and I'm going to take Drake May over Jaden Daniels when there's like a round of difference in their startup value. It's like, why would I ever do that? It's I can exactly. get Drake May at 104, 105. There's zero reason for me to hit this, uh, you know, draft button at 103 on Drake May if nobody else views that as a consensus opinion. I'm just using Drake May as an example because he's the contentious one at this point in time. But if Marvin goes to the Patriots, for example, maybe he's the guy that people are starting to move down the board a little bit because of landing spot. Always factor in where you value the player and where the market values the player. Uh, well, exactly. It's good to have conviction with your rankings. If you staunchly believe that Drake May should be valued above Jaden Daniels, that's absolutely a valid opinion to have. That's how we view it as well. The only thing is, is that if you're able to make an insulated trade to be able to still get the player you value higher and also add on top, you'd be foolish not to. Just by taking them ahead of market to prove that you're smarter than your league is ultimately just going to open you up to more risk when you can instead move down, maneuver the board, get an added top, where if you are wrong, then you at least have the insulation to be able to manufacture value in that way. So even if you prefer, like we mentioned, Drake May to Jane Daniels, Jane Daniels to Drake May, position yourself to get the most insulated value in your return. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't always work out, right? Like last year, I remember in one league, I traded down from 102 to 103 and pocketed two twos so somebody could come get Anthony Richardson. I was going to take Bryce Young at 102 anyway. So yeah. again, that didn't really work out. Obviously, obviously, Anthony Richardson is worth more than Bryce Young, but at least I didn't take Bryce Young over Anthony Richardson straight up. At least I pocketed those two twos exactly. to make the wound a little bit less fresh and a little bit, um, a little bit more stomachable. So again, whenever you can exploit the market, you always should be doing so. Let's trans transition into the 103 from a one quarterback standpoint. We have Romo Dunze and Brock Bowers, depending on the nature of the scoring in your league. Maybe it's tight end premium. Maybe it's not. Maybe you need a tight end. Maybe you don't. Again, work the board based on market consensus and your team needs. Maybe that you think that Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors are the cream of the crop at wide receiver. You don't need a tight end like Brock Bowers. You're not a huge fan of Romo Dunze, whatever the case is. You can Sorry, move Davis. down from the 103 or the 104 or whatever in this situation and pick up a future first and the 108 or pick up, you know, the 
110 in your one quarterback draft and a future first and a future second. Like some people are really desperate for rookies during the rookie draft fever cycle. So if you can move down, if you're not a huge fan of say Romo Dunze or Brock Bowers at 103 in a one quarterback league, you can absolutely do that. And again, conversely, you could always move up too. If you view Marvin and neighbors as a tier ahead of Romo Dunze and Brock Bowers, maybe you have the 111 also in your one quarterback draft and you can take your 103 plus your 111, get the 101 and even maybe potentially a second rounder back on top of it to secure Marvin, to make sure that you get Marvin yeah. or maybe 103 plus 203 gets you up to 102 and you can secure neighbors. So again, use your conviction, use what you believe or what we believe if you want to just trust our opinion and maneuver the board accordingly when possible. Understanding your tier breaks and how to attack them is going to be in your best interest. Because, like we said before, yeah, we, we, we uh, Drake May is going to be our 103. He could be 105 in some leagues. He could be 106 in some leagues. Understanding kind of where your league market is at on certain players overall, and understanding where your tier breaks are is going to best position yourself to get the most value. Like you just mentioned, if you view Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors as a clear cut tick above Brock Bowers or Roma Dunze. If the cost is cheap enough, position yourself to be able to get one of those assets. If you can stomach uh, losing out, like you just said, the 111 to go move up from 103 to 102, if you flew Malik Neighbors that much ahead of Romo Dunze, of Brock Bowers, that's going to be worth it in that type of league format or vice versa. And a super flex, if you want to move down from the 102 to the 105, get some plus and still get a player that you view in the same tier as the 102, position yourself to make the ultimate leverage. Yeah, and again, similar to what we've said so far. Maybe you lucked into the 102 or the 103, sorry, and in your one quarterback league and you're a competitive team. You are like, yep. I could take Romo Dunze here. He's going to help my roster. But actually what I think I'm going to do instead, and uh, one of my teams actually is in this situation just because it's the 107 in a super flex league in the tone setters league. I could yeah. sell the 103 or projected Romo Dunze or Brock Bowers for Rasheed Rice and use him to compete next year or Nico Collins and use him to yeah. compete next year. Maybe I want to go buy Devon Achan or Kyron Williams or Travis Etienne or Jonathan Taylor, somebody like that. Chris Olave, like you said. Yeah. So there, you can also work the veteran market with any one of these picks. You're exhausting all of your avenues. At this point, you're probably not going to get a godfather offer for the 103 yeah. in a one quarterback league because Marvin and Malik Neighbors, I think consensus-wise, are viewed as the best two wide receivers, best two prospects in this class in one quarterback formats. Even if your team isn't ready to compete yet, it's less applicable than the 101 and 102 advice of, okay, just sell for a godfather offer. If you've, of course, if you can trade down, pick up the 106 and the 2025 first, by all means do that. But I would imagine those offers are fewer and further between with the 103 and one quarterback, as opposed to the 101, especially, and even the 102 a little bit. So the verdict on the one quarterback 103 is maneuver the board. If you can, if you're not an Odunze fan, of course, don't pick them, you know, trade down and go and get a guy that you like instead. Otherwise we're okay. Just sticking and picking Romo Dunze, Brock Bowers in tight end premium formats, depending on what your team needs. So if we were doing a one quarterback mock draft, Odunze slash Bowers would be our 103. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and I mean, your league format's going to matter too. Let's just say you have even needs at tight end or wide receiver and a start eight tight end premium. You're more likely to take a guy like Brock Bowers, knowing that he can ascend to the top of his position and a start 11, 12, uh, you know, you can start up to five, six wide receivers a week. If you need depth at wide receiver, Rome's going to be your best bang for your buck at that point. So understanding your league context in terms of settings, in terms of scoring, in terms of roster, and understanding where your team needs are is going to best position you to be able to make the right pick at that spot. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to the 104. Again, we're going to keep it simple here. If you keep the 104 in super flex formats, you're at a decision point of whoever's on the board. 
We think it'll probably be Jaden Daniels or Malik Neighbors, but who knows? Maybe Drake May is on the board. I doubt Harrison or Caleb is on the board, but I would say you're probably deciding between Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, and Drake May. Assuming the top two goes as we kind of project it to be, if any of those first you know two or three names are available, obviously just snap up the value because depending on the league, some people are going to prefer Jaden Daniels to Drake May. Some people are going to maybe even prefer him to Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. So definitely keep that in mind. In a one quarterback format, the 104 represents the last of that elite tier. Whatever guy is left between Odunze and Bowers, most likely, or potentially Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors, that's the guy that you're probably comfortable taking at 104, assuming that you keep and stick and pick in a super flex or in a one quarterback draft. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in terms of trade options at the 104 and a super flex, if you aren't keeping the pick, make sure you do your due diligence like we mentioned. First, obviously work the board, similar rationale to the previous pick. Maybe you're cool with neighbors or Daniel, so you want to swap with a quarterback slash wide receiver needy team at 105. Whether it costs, let's just say they want to give you 105 plus a 2025-2 to move up to the 104. If you're pretty indifferent on whether you want a wide receiver or quarterback in your draft, then at that point you're getting a similarly valued asset and pocketing that 2025-2. Very sharp, insulated deal that you're going to be able to make 10 times out of 10 if that person at 105 needs a glaring need at like I said, quarterback or wide receiver. If they have a set quarterback core and they want to avoid having to, you know, bite the bullet on Jaden Daniels, they may be incentivized to move up or vice versa. If they have a stud wide receiver core and maybe their quarterbacks are Dak Prescott and Trey Lance, let's just say their two quarterbacks are, they're going to be more incentivized to try to move up for a quarterback. So using that leverage to your advantage is going to be in your best interest. Or maybe just flat out, you view 102, 103 as a clear cut tier above uh, the 104-105. Let's just say you view Marvin Harrison uh, much more favorably to Malik Neighbors or Drake May slash Jaden Daniels much more favorably to the other. At that point, navigate the board, see if 102-103 is an attainable uh, spot to be able to move up from your 104 pick. In that case, again, try to center your offers around a late first uh around a late first rounder plus your 104 to move up. But um, maybe you can get, you know, 104 plus the 109 and you get back, I don't know, the 102 plus the 111 or the 102 plus the 203 in that instance. Yeah, or you could go all the way to the top and go 104 yeah. plus 109 gets you potentially 101. If somebody's yeah. in need of a lot of picks, maybe they were an orphan team or whatever, like we talked about with the 101 rationale, maybe they'd be interested in, in two top 10 picks yeah. in a super flex format. Again, you could exhaust the veteran market with the 104 in a super flex league. See if you can, maybe you're a big Jordan Love guy. Maybe you want to go after a Garrett Wilson or an Amon Ross St. Brown or something like that. Again, you're probably not getting a King's ransom for the 104 in a super flex league, but I will say if there's only one quarterback left on the board that goes in the first round, or at Leverage least it. only one left of the top three that everybody's coveting, then you could get a pretty decent return for Jaden Daniels or Drake may depending who's on the board for you. So that's something that could equal a sellable asset just because there is definitely leagues out there and me and you play in a lot of them where quarterback value is very high. And if there's three or four teams that are in need of Jaden Daniels or Drake May, then there's a good chance that you could get a decent return for that 104, assuming that two of Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels are off the board already. So in terms of what we would do here at the 104, for me, the guy that I like the most is Malik Neighbors. Depending on the team needs that you have, you know, Jaden Daniels is a fine pick there as well. I would say of the four picks that we've talked about so far in this video, this is the one I'm most likely to trade off of because yeah. I think there's the most flexibility for, you know, getting up to a better pick or getting down to a boatload of picks. Of course, too, though, Drake May could fall to this pick in a lot of drafts, and then I would just snap up a lot of Drake May in that situation. Yeah, this is the type of pick I would want to move on the clock for a variety of reasons. Like you mentioned, if Drake May ends up falling to me at the 104, 
scoop up Drake May. Let's just say your one, two, three goes in order. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Malik Neighbors or Jaden Daniels in that instance, you obviously take Drake May. Or vice versa, let's just say it plays out bog standard. It goes Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., first three picks. At that spot, then you would be able to leverage the 104 because somebody would be more willing to move up for quarterback equity, like you said, if they don't want to miss out on a guy like Jaden Daniels. So this is the pick where the other three picks, people kind of know what's going to happen in terms of order in your league market. And maybe you want to move it before the draft or during the draft, like you have more flexibility to move it. 104, 100%, I am not moving until my rookie draft starts and I see what happens at one to three. Yeah, exactly. Because especially if we get great landing spots out of, say, four of those top five prospects, It's possible that, you know, if Jane Daniels on the Falcons and, you know, Drake Mays on the Commanders and Caleb Williams on the Bears, those quarterbacks are going to go high. Those three quarterbacks might be the first three picks in rookie drafts altogether. They might be, you know, picks one through four, all four, uh, all three of them are off the board. And this 104 might become a very, very valuable pick. So, yeah, like you said, I probably would keep this pick. If you have the 104 and you're looking to move it, definitely wait and see what happens in the NFL draft. Transitioning finally to the one quarterback version of this discussion at 104. Obviously, you're getting whatever guy falls between Harrison, Neighbors, Odunze, and Bowers, which we view as the four best players in this draft, especially in any kind of tight end premium format. You're getting whoever falls to you. It's probably going to be Bowers, I would imagine. A lot of people don't like taking tight ends super uh, super high. But again, work the board if you need to. Maybe you view Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors as a clear cut above Romo Dunze and Bowers. You could maybe trade the 104 and you know your 202 and then your next year's second to go up and get the 102 and make sure you get Neighbors. But again, in this spot, seeing what it costs to move up would be my most likely range of outcomes just because even though I view these guys as the clear top four players in this draft, I I do think there's like a mini tier between each guy. Like I think Marvin's slightly better than Neighbors. Neighbors is slightly better than Odunze. Odunze is slightly better than Bowers unless it's like a really heavy tight end premium type of format. So for me, I think I would be really likely to work the board. And then again, maybe you only view three top prospects in this class. I mean, you could work down to 105, to 106, to 107, to 108, because you love Brian Thomas, you love Xavier Worthy, you love Troy Franklin, whoever it is. And you could pick up a future first or a couple seconds or whatever it costs to do that. Again, that's what you're going to be doing, maneuvering the board in a one quarterback format. And again, exhaust the veteran market. Maybe you want to just send the 104 straight up for T Higgins right now, because you think he's going to sign a massive contract extension with the Bengals. Or maybe you want to send... DJ Moore, uh, 104 for DJ Moore plus right now because DJ Moore is about to sign, um, you know, a new contract pretty soon and be tethered to Caleb Williams for the foreseeable future. So again, exhaust the veteran market when you can. And as we talked about, you're probably not getting a haul for the 104. No. But again, if you can move down, collect future value, and you're rebuilding, that would make sense. But otherwise, unless a great opportunity rises, I'm more than comfortable just nabbing whoever falls, Romo Dunze or Brock Bowers with the 104. Yeah, I'm similar mind there. Like, unless somebody's offering you, let's just say you don't view the 104 as being part of that, you know, elite tier and somebody offers you their 107 plus their 2025 mid to late first. If you're in a position where you're not competing next year, that might be in your best interest. But I I would be shocked if in most leagues you got that type of value for the 104 because given the hype of Marvin Harrison, given the hype of Malik Neighbors right now, kind of feels like, you know, Romo Dunze, which would most likely be the guy left at 104, given the hype of Brock Bowers somebody in your league may not value him maybe even as much as you do. So like you said, unless a great opportunity arises, I'm more than comfortable just sticking and picking, taking whoever falls there between Roma Dunze or Brock Bowers and being very content with it. Again, if an opportunity arises where I can move up or move down, I'm obviously willing to listen. But for the most part, given the market, I'm most likely to be sticking and picking at that pick and be comfortable adding Brock or Rome. 
Yeah. And this is a good example of an opportunity that arose yes. for one of our listeners here. Again, I farmed this out to Twitter and some of you guys submitted some trades here. This is a case of you're, you're incurring more risk. Uh, the person who made this trade acquires Kyron Williams, the 102 and a third rounder in exchange for Devon HN, who most people prefer to Kyron Williams Kyron. in Dynasty. But for me, they're within the same tier. It's not a huge difference. And the 104. So again, if it, it's pretty clear to me that this person who made this trade views Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors as a tier above Romo Dunze and Brock Bowers, whoever he would have available to him at 104. Maybe he doesn't need a tight end and he's worried that Bowers is going to slide to him or whatever. I, I could see a lot of people with like, if you have Sam Laporta on your roster, it's like, am I really going to take Brock Bowers at 104? I'm just going to trade up secure Malik Neighbors here, uh, probably in this situation. And again, it's a slight down tier at running back, but I would argue the difference is probably that third round pick between those two guys and a little bit of risk retention with Kyron Williams, but it's not like A-Chan is the safest guy in the world either. And you're getting, in my opinion, a tier upgrade pretty significantly. The difference Same. between 102 and 104 is bigger to me than the difference between Devon A-Chan and then Kyron Williams plus a third round pick. Yeah, when we were talking about it off camera, obviously, if you can profit a third on this, that'd be great. But we'd even be willing to do, if you view the difference like we do between 104 and 102 as being greater than Devon to Kyron Williams, I'd be willing to give up a 2025 two on the top package. So uh, let's just say in this deal, instead of the 2026 third being on your side, you would have to throw away a 2025 two as well. I'd be still willing to take the Kyron Williams and 102 side because like you mentioned, Kyron Williams, Devon A-Chain, very similar uh, tier in our opinion, 102 more uh, highly above 104 than that. Yeah, and in a one quarterback startup, I view 102 as probably a first round asset and 104 more so as like a mid to late second, maybe an early to mid third type of asset. So that's a pretty yeah. big discrepancy between HN and Kyron who should go off the board almost consecutively in yeah. a startup, I would imagine. They'd be very, very similarly valued in that situation. So again, hopefully we didn't confuse anybody with this video. I know we were hopping all around between Superflex and one quarterback, but again, Whatever kind of league you play in, whatever your team situation is, if you hold the 101, the 102, the 103, or the 104, or maybe you hold multiple of those picks, I would imagine you got some value from this video. So yeah. if you enjoyed, leave a like down below, subscribe to the channel if this is the first time you're checking us out. Of course, we did make reference to our rankings on Flock Fantasy. We do have our Dynasty Rookie Draft Guide ver uh, version 1.0 is out right now. 30 prospect write-ups, 30 player cards all the top prospects broken down and pro comps and all that good stuff that you want to find out about the 2024 dynasty wall street journal version 2.0 will be coming out after the combine about a week and a half, two weeks from now we're going to have 50 prospects total in that uh, draft guide. And then of course we will also make updates as the off season goes along. Once we get to post draft talking about some landing spots and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, all of it is available on flock fantasy, you get access to our dynasty trade calculator as well. So if you're curious, about specific, uh, you know, trade picks, you know, should I trade the 102 for Chris Olave in a one quarterback league? Should I trade the 106 for Nico Collins in a one quarterback league? Our trade calculator can answer those questions and it is custom tailored to your league settings. So if that interests you, link will be down below for all of that in the pinned comment and in the description. But with that being said, peace out and we'll talk to you soon.